Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I consciously choose how I spend my time. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And today's topic is about dogs and tails, isn't it, Jane? <laughs> Dogs and tails. It's this really cool expression which um, our old radio producer used to always use and she'd say, no, 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 they're not allowed to do that. The tail doesn't wag the dog, she'd say. We don't let the tail wag the dog around here. And we love this idea about who is grabbing your tail and wagging it. <laughs> such a cute saying. But I had such an aha moment when she shared that with us. It's a brilliant description. It is. It is. It's great. So what the concept is, is that who's got you doing what in your life? And I just had this thing over the past few weeks. I'm going through a very busy and transitional stage with one of my businesses and also looking at uh, we're in the process of starting another. So it's a pretty full-on time at the moment. And I've had to be very consciously aware of how I spend my time. And it's a real balancing act of how to spend your time that is right for me while still honouring the people in my life that place demands upon me. So I wanted to explore some tools for how to know which way to go. Because there's that expression, your time is not your own, which is like the end, but no. Guess what? It is. Because we're fully functioning, spiritual, consciously aware, evolved adults here. So if there's any part of your week that is out of balance, out of kilter, stressing you out, who's responsible? And it's what presses our buttons that gets us then reacting to the demands that are placed upon us. So an example that I had a couple of weeks ago was um, I had somebody ring my office for an inquiry for one of our services, and I think that she rang about 7.30 in the morning. Now, we do have the girls answering 24-7, but I'm not available 24-7. And uh, so the girls said that, yes, that I would give her a call back and it would be at some point within the next 24 hours. Well, then she rang back at 9 o'clock. And then she rang back at 11 o'clock and the messages were coming through, second call, third call. And I thought, really? Three calls in my life within a two-hour working period that I'm technically um, not available, but I am technically working in that particular business. Now, the old Jane would have panicked and gone, oh, my gosh, I need to bring this lady back. But the new Jane went... No, what is important for me right now in this moment is that she's got all of the information that she needs. Everything is available online. She's got some other query that needs to come through that is out of the norm. I am not at the moment able to do not important and not urgent things. I'm only able to do urgent and important. So I had to really sit in that energy of making that decision to not call her back until I could much later in the day. I wasn't going to ring her at 7 the next morning, and we do have a 24-hour thing. So that was my thing was that I had to ring her later in the day. And so the old Joan would have wanted to be the people pleaser. Absolutely. Worried. I would have dropped everything yeah. and rung her back after that second phone because call. Because otherwise it's not good business or I might lose the client or she'll think I'm not nice. Exactly. Or, yeah. And guess what I've learned through being the people pleaser over the years in this particular situation is that if I had rung her back at 7.30 in the morning or if I'd rung her back at 9.01 after the second phone call is that that lady actually would have had me jumping through hoops outside. Often people that are very demanding like that will set up a pattern where they're going to be demanding of your services, wanting something that is slightly outside of what your service actually is designed for. So we have an energy exchange going on. So I had to quickly 
firmly place the boundaries in place of how I choose to operate my service. I love this. It's tough. It's very tough. Is there a parallel to dating with this too? The types who ping at you and hassle you to get the outcomes they want or people who are needy and latch on and need stuff. Yeah, controlling. Yeah. They're controlling and they need validating, constant validation, constantly controlling. And they probably do pray more on the weak types because... So, you know, this woman, if I said to her, we're an email-based business, we don't operate by a phone, you can ring us if you've got a problem. Yeah. You know, with 2,500 members, I would get maybe a phone call every now and again. Like, they don't, they they respect it that, yes, you can do that, but if every member chose to ring every day, we'd be out of business. Right. You know, you just can't operate that way. So it's an email-based business. But if I'd said that to this lady, she would have said, yes, no problems, that's fine, join up, and then I would have had a phone call every second day. It's just disrespecting things. You've got to really, you know, identify and and say, no, well, I'm sorry, we don't do that. So then I have to go through the education process of she'll ring me and I'll text and say, sorry, I'm not able to speak to you now. Did you want to call me or make a time to chat? And then did you want to email me or make a time to chat? That is boundary Boundaries. Setting. Boundary setting. Setting gently, so, lovingly, yes. kindly, putting the arm out and holding somebody back from intruding on yes, your space. exactly. And saying, I would like to help you. However, this is the times that I can help you in. Yeah. You know, you either fit in with my system or we're not a match for each other. Yeah, because if somebody is going to be that high-level intensity energy, you might not really want them around anyway. Oh, no, I don't, be, I don't want them as a client. No. no. And that's so not, not that they're saying they're not worthy. It's just not suited to my service and how we operate. Yeah. You and know, I, another I, service, it might be fine. I'm thinking about the law of scarcity here too. When You know, if people are still trapped in that, oh, but I can't say no and I, I've got to jump, you know, when what is it when you say jump and I say how high? How high? fingers and all that kind of thing. You know, and again, oh, fear, fear of lack, fear. Of, but you know that could have been a potential client that could have been money my boss would get angry or da, 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 all of that sort of stuff when you really do pull back into your own energy and I sort of always picture someone sitting on a throne when I talk about self-empowerment because you really are, do you know I'm going to throw this in just for fun years ago when I worked in Sydney for magazines there was this cool bird in the advertising department and she used to get the most awful people on the phone these you know clients who just they were the, trying to be the, the tail wagging the dog right. all the time and do you know what she'd do jane she'd put a tiara on oh. and she'd be on the phone going yes uh-huh mm-hmm yep yeah, mm, yep yeah, no yep yeah. and she had to be wearing a tiara and it would just <laughs> put her it would elevate her into that energy she was trying to hold where they couldn't trample on her love it yeah so that's why i said self-empowerment's about sitting on the throne but to go back not the toilet throne but the, the, well, queen, the I'm tiara thinking, i'm imagining now cheapest chips being bought out of tiaras <laughs> in the coming week as this podcast comes out we're all sitting in our offices with tiaras on okay so like jane and i have a new merchandise range coming coming range coming out of like love like tiaras, <laughs> love, like tiaras. Yeah. so <laughs> with an affirmation across the top <laughs> more of scarcity is you know, if every now and then in business you do very healthily just say, I'm sorry, no, I can't assist you now or you'll need to come back in three weeks, I've got a waiting list or whatever, that law of scarcity actually makes people want you more. Don't forget that. There's a lot of power in saying no um, within the, the rights of your own sort of knowing your own depth and boundaries and certainty and assurance mm. and security of your own business and knowledge and wisdom, and people can sense that. That's like a body language subliminal energy thing and they go, I want what she's having. I want what they've got. I don't care if I have to wait. I'll come back. I'll do what they say. Okay, I'll go on the email then. They will. They it's will. great, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. It does take a long time to get there, though. We really do need to look at who is grabbing this tail. And wagging because it. emails, emails are classic. Or actually, no, even worse than emails, 
text messages, yeah, particularly now, the latest ones, I don't know if it's on all phones, I've got an iPhone, and on the iPhone where it says, first off it says delivered, and then it says read. Does it? Yeah. What version are you on? Okay. I'm pretty sure it's text messages. Yeah. She, she's going I'm to... going in to check now. <laughs> Let's have a look. Oh, no, I can't. I must disable something first. I can't check it actually now while we're recording. It's definitely the case on Facebook that you can see who's read and who yes, hasn't. Yes, and I've had a lot of people, particularly in the dating game, but but all sorts of stories of people that are having little issues with somebody where they'll say, I didn't get a response and I know they read it. And it's this great big assumption that the other person's read it and chosen to ignore mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe they have and that might sting that you are making all sorts of assumptions about what the other person is doing in their life. Yeah. So I actually, unfortunately, because of this, I now don't check my inbox. Sometimes, like, you know, when you on your Facebook page, it'll have an inbox that somebody sent you a message. Yes. And so I, and in fact, with our beautiful Love Life, Life, Life listeners, because I respect how trusting they are how vulnerable they are they send the most amazing long messages to us with their stories i actually won't read them until i've actually got the time to be able to reply to them because i don't want them to think i've actually opened their message read it and then dismissed it that's right you know because i don't dismiss people's beautiful stories but i do also have to run my life yeah and while somebody might be reaching out and i really want to help them and i will help them it does have to be on my time frame. There's a lot of insecurity around this, and I think it's got to do with the now culture. What everything now, me generation, it's got to be me now, you know, yes. all that sort of stuff. I've got a girlfriend who's in the dating game at the moment, and you know that function you get when if you've sent someone a text and they start to type a reply, oh, and you can see the little the round dots, circles, yeah, yes. the dots down beneath, and then if the circles go away and no text comes. She loses the plot. I have to analyze it with her on the phone for an hour later. Now, yeah, I've done that. Now, what it is is that I've actually gone, oh, yeah, they've sent that message, and I thought I've hit a button. But the reality is that I've actually hit into the message box, which looks like I'm typing, and I'm not. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not. See, she, she pulls her hair out over that stuff. So we've got to let, to let this go because we, it's other people's, pro, it's their right to manage their time their way. Yeah. And we have to stop making the inaccurate assumption that we are being dismissed. Jane's got four squares. Well, this is to help you to determine what really is important in your life. So the four and what to deal with, to, to prioritize. You know, when you turn on your emails and you've got 150 emails that are streaming in, it can be incredibly overwhelming. Or, or whether it's text messages or Facebook messages or what else have we got? Twitter, uh, LinkedIn and so on and so on. It's, it, we really have never before have other people had access to our time so easily and effortlessly. And so we have to have really firm boundaries about how to manage this because you can go off on a tangent very easily and well, achieve nothing in eight it's hours. It's a dream for procrastinators. Exactly. I turned the laptop on to get a recipe for what I was going to cook for lunch. It's now dinner time yeah. and I've actually gone off and researched yeah. 20 other things that are nothing to do with food. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when the internet very first came out and uh, and I was just – and I learned how to search this Yahoo thing. And, um, which was the, the common, like what explorer, whatever it is now. And, oh, it was the greatest time waster ever. Yeah, it I'm, was fascinating. I can remember my first surf 
as well. Like the first time I ever surfed, surfed the net, the net, and I the worldwide web <laughs> information superhighway. And I was like, it is actually a little bit like going through a portal into another portal into a portal into yes. a portal into a portal. And I was, and you don't even know where you began. Where you down the rabbit hole. Yes, that's exactly how it felt. It was like a rush. Of it's down, it's rush. literally down the rabbit hole with what mm. the bleak do we know? Yeah. Two great DVDs. Yeah. Um. So this lovely little four squares tool is so cool. You get a piece of paper, you put a cross through it. So you rule it into four four big squares, right? The top left square is important and urgent. The top right square is important, not urgent. The bottom left square is urgent, not important. And the bottom right square is not important, not urgent. Can you believe that Jane, she's not even reading that off a piece of paper. Her brain can remember that. I can't believe this. Everything gets compiled. I put everything that comes in without a piece of paper gets chucked into one of those four boxes. In your brain? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're amazing. Okay, go on. Or if I, if, it, if I'm doing a list, which I, I do my lists on my phone, you know, your little notes thing, which I do love that. That's a great organizational yeah. tool. Yeah. Um, and so, and I'll have, you know, just, I'll have it, they'll be sorted into the orders of. Of those four squares. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. Okay. Well, really, it's only really the top two that mostly are on the list is, is important and urgent. So that's the first thing you're going to deal with. All right. Then now most people will toss up between the next ones, which is going to be important, but not urgent mm. versus urgent, not important. Give us an example of urgent, not important. Well, I believe that often urgent, not important, is it, it depends whether it's urgent to you or urgent to another. And most emails fall into other people's urgency, not mine. Yep. So therefore, it could it is important so because I want to reply, but it's not urgent to me. So someone else is telling you that something is urgent, yes. but you need to run it through your own filter yes. and decide. If it I is want to book into the speed trivia night that you're running on the thirtieth of March of May. And I'll go, oh, well, that's months away, so we'll, um, yeah, that's fine. One of the girls will deal with that later today. Yeah. And then they send a second message through a few a few hours later. I haven't heard. Right. Haven't heard. You know, it's spot. like, you yeah. know, it's okay, it's fine. That's their urgency because they have gone into some sort of fear zone. Yes. Um, which, yes, I could take them out of that easily, but I've got to manage my day. If I have 150 of those, I now no longer have a day left. We've got them wagging my tail. Yeah. Pulling and my tail. The other image is the, the person who's, it's like the dog, like the head's barely staying above water, gasping for air, and underneath it paddling so fast, and you're burning all this energy, but you're not really yeah. going anywhere. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Exactly, you're not achieving anything. So that would be an example of urge of urgent, not important. It's actually somebody else's urgent. It's yeah. not my urgent. It's not urgent because I know there's plenty of tickets. It is important, and it will be dealt with. Okay, mm-hmm. because it's very important that I want that person coming. All right, let's get some examples. Now, let's, well, let me just give an example of an urgent, not important to me. And urgent might be I need to get uh, my daughter booked in to see um, the chiropractor. She's having migraines and I want to try and sort out what's going on there. Now, it's not, it's not, uh, it is, it's important, but it's, now hang on, what am I giving an example of? Urgent. It's urgent to me that I do this because it keeps playing in my mind that I must do it. So it's taking up space in my mind. Nervous energy. Yeah, which can turn into anxiety. Yeah. Or, yeah. So the more I think about it, the more I forget to do this and don't do it, 
the more it's taking up space that could be free and done for something else. So therefore, it's urgent. It's actually not important because it's not, she might, let's say, get a migraine once every six months. So it's not important that I deal with it right this minute, but it's become urgent because it's constantly on my mind. Yeah. So therefore, that one I'm going to just quickly tick off because it's going to be gone and it's going to stop playing in my mind. Does that make sense? Pick up phone, make a call, just do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But most of those that are urgent, not important, are actually not normally about ourselves. They're normally about other people. So It's it's, projected urgency. What needs to happen more in life then is that it's taking a breath and stopping. So don't go on automatic pilot. And, again, it's the tail wags the dog thing. Something happens that you immediately jump on it or do it just because. Yes, it's reactionary. Which we're very trained to do, you know, in office environments, in school environments. Pick up your pens, close your books, turn to page 37 or do this or do that. Like We're always following orders and commands. And more and more as we take over self-possession, self-actualization, you know, self-empowerment, we do need to be learning to stop and realize there's enough time just to take a breath there's enough time just to check and run it through your own filter and you could even refer back to last week's of um episode about above the neck below the neck you know, yes maybe you just want to check down with your body is this best for me right now maybe later is it right for me at all is it something that i want to do is it in my best interest ask the body the yeah. body will breathe you the answer you yeah. know the brain will tell you a thousand different things but the body will breathe you a different answer so yes more and more as conscious business people and entrepreneurs and creators and healers, take those moments to run through your filter, your personal filter, all of the, the it's like melting pot of chaotic, static and junk that comes through to us every single day from every single source. And we're being bombarded more than ever before. But, and, and, but like you, the examples you give, Jane, sometimes it does come through sneaky or tricky ways. Like a really dear girlfriend will call up and she's sobbing because she's having a drama and you so want to help her, but you're just about to go to the dentist and somebody's waiting and there's an email you've got to answer in the next five minutes before you leave and you know, what, what do we do in those scenarios? Your, your heart's being pulled in two directions, isn't it? You know what? Most beautiful friends have more than one friend. And so if you're there most of the time, but you can't be there all the time. So it's okay to say, you know what? I actually can't help you right now. And you know, I love you. I want you to remember that. And can we talk about it maybe tonight with 7.30 suits you? Yeah. Try and, you know, offer the solution and say, no, look, if 7.30 doesn't, then what about is your beautiful friend Susie? Is she free? Do you think you'd be able to have a chat with her? Because I actually i am out the door now. I've got to go. Otherwise, I'll check in with you later on this afternoon. And this is another way of pushing boundaries around. Mm. And mm. in this sense, you're not blocking the person out necessarily. Like, you know, you, you might well, you know, yes, I'd love to talk to you, just can't now. But it, this is about management and organisation of how we actually structure our day and how we actually manage the energies that come exactly. in and out. And I think, as you know, Jane, this is something you always do so beautifully with all of your affirmation work and your spoken word work, but so much of it comes down to choice, concise, carefully considered selection of words. Yes. You know? With, with, whether that's on a text, an email, or in person, yep. you're constantly reiterating boundaries and timelines yes. that are in your best interest. Yes. With with no time wasting. You don't have to justify. You don't have to launch into 10 bullet points as to, you know, why you can't now, but you will later. You know, don't go into guilt. Don't go into, you know, apologizing, any of those those lower vibrational behaviors. This is really about, my girlfriend always says, take your balls in your hand. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, really just holding ground. I always think of Oprah with stuff like this you know whenever you've got someone 
a dear friend of ours who once went backstage um, at Harpo Studios and met Oprah has told us that she's seen Oprah's appointment book and every five minutes yeah, space amazing, is, is blocked out. Every yeah. five, I'm going to say that again, every five minute space is basically dedicated to an appointment, a conversation, a phone call, mm. a toilet break, a this, a that. It's all scheduled in. And I remember hearing a story once about when they were building the Empire State Building. The, the guy that was in charge of the whole project, because it was so crazy, I mean, you had builders and architects and engineers and laymen, people at every single level doing a thousand different things all the time, and to get your brain around the whole project, it's inconceivable. So what this guy did was he had a two-minute rule. Anyone could talk to him at any time, but they only would get two minutes, and that's how he fit them all in. And, wow. he, and he was firing out his answers like, yep, no, maybe, later, ask me at five, talk to this wow. person, fix that, do this. Like, you know, it just made him, like, militarily efficient. And so I'm, I'm suggesting if you can get down a few, um, like, almost templates of responses for some of these things, I mean, there's an obvious stuff where you can delete stuff out of unsubscribe from a thousand emails that you don't need to be getting. But in real life, if people are coming to you on the phone or on text, have a few stock responses that you deliver to clear out your data. I do. I've got so many standard both in text I knew you would, Jane. I have got a massive file of standard emails. But what they are, they're written so beautifully, warmly, genuine, with solutions, and then they just get tweaked for the right person. Um, so it's not that it's cookie cutter no it is still my energy my words my intent my love of connection but it is managing my time yeah so that and really the incentive is so that you can help as many people as possible yeah you know it is about really looking at what is your priority and recognizing that those things can change so for example the important and the urgent now let's say oh no i don't want to wish this on my beautiful child but let's say my child now has a migraine then that now has moved it from the important not urgent up to important and urgent, so that now gets dealt with straight away. Right. But the interesting thing when you start doing this exercise for the first time is that most people spend most of their time on not not important and not urgent. They realise their whole diary is filled with stuff like that. That's right. It's eye-opening, isn't it? That's right. Exactly. Yeah. It's incredible. I couldn't believe how much stuff was was wasted. We did this exercise with my, my staff as well, and I there's a wonderful program called, oh, we do this every podcast, don't we? quick something or other <laughs> quick time quick time quick time i think it's about 10 bucks it's sort of for an app it's actually quite expensive so we've got that on on the team's ipads and we oh, don't do it all the time but every now and again we'll monitor what is their time being spent on so it's not to check up on stuff it's to find out where can we be more efficient in our systems yeah so there'll be you know email responses dinner planning event planning um coaching, uh, new inquiries, processing, admin accounts, whatever. There's all these different categories. And you just click on the category, start, you do your thing. You might stop three minutes later, you press stop, click on the next category. It's so cool that it gets it down to minutes. So I could work out um, that over a period of four weeks, how much was spent on emails, how much was spent on this particular topic, wow. how much was spent on that topic. It was such a cool tool. Then what we did was looked at, okay, what's important and urgent, and we changed how we did things, and it changed it so much more efficiently. You're not just good looks, are you, Jane? Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Thanks, gorgeous. Um, but, you know, this all comes about. Why does all this wisdom come about? It comes about because I was in a mess. Yeah, yeah. I was in a mess. You know, I was a people pleaser. I and Look, I still am, but I'm a healthy people pleaser. That's the difference. I was an unhealthy people pleaser. I had no boundaries. I was reactionary to everything. You know, who says because the postman delivers letters every day, 
that I have to get those letters, open them and deal with them that day. Right. Just because somebody has chosen to send me something, that's a pretty big assumption that I'm going to open it and deal with it. Now, that might sound a bit weird, but there is a book called The One Minute Manager, which there's a lot of tips in there that I've been a fan of. Mm. But one of the ones that a lot of very successful entrepreneurs will say is, I only deal with a piece of paper once. It touches my hand once. I like it. I like it. I like it. Right. I like it. Which is why there's been millions and trillions of copies of this, these these types of books sold, right? Because people go, yes, you pick it up, you deal with it, you put it away. So you open your mail in the morning and now you're forced to deal with all of that. See, I say no. I disagree with that very strongly. I disagree with it. I will handle a piece of paper twice. The first time is for me to assess which box it goes into. And the second time will be for me to deal with it when I choose. Not just because somebody has said something to me that is demanding I do something now. Right. So based on that one minute manager thing, they would say that if you open up your mail, now I know mail is an old fashioned term. These days it would be email. So you, you open up your emails and you've got to start plowing through them. No, you don't. You don't just, oh, well, I'll read this one and now that means I've got to go off and do this. So I'll go and do that because I'm only handling it once. Yeah. So now I'm going to open the next email and I'm only handling it once. So now I'm going off and doing this. That concept actually has the tail being wagged totally, 100%. Mm, I'm feeling quite guilty of this, Jane. So I'm having an eye-opening moment here. It is really about handling everything twice. Mm. The first to determine what priority you're going to place on it not what somebody else does. Yeah. And I, I know I'm harping about this, but I just feel between emails, text messages, and social media, you know, in the old days you might get, what, one letter a day, you know, and it was probably a bill. Yeah. Um, now what would we get between text messages, <sighs> social media messages, and emails? I mean, I don't know what the average person, but admittedly I've got an email business. But for me, I would say it would have to be probably – Two or three hundred a day. Yeah, yeah. So how can I, you know, handle each one of those once? That's nuts. No, well, some of those are going to never be handled. They're it, going to actually sit. There. Some will get deleted straight away. Right. Then here's what a vast majority they actually sit there because I think, oh yeah, I wouldn't mind exploring that, and it sits there. And then when it's sat there for a week, it actually gets deleted because that time's not going to come. It's not that important. I had I I thought it might become important or it might be urgent at some point but it's not it's actually staying in the not urgent not important it's getting deleted because important can also be about passion so and so if it's not firing passion in me to want to follow that particular email now then why bother yeah culling we can't be afraid of culling here culling is important I, we're talking about life balance really is what we, we are and i can imagine that a really healthy exercise to that end would be sitting down with your pen and paper or doing it online with your sophisticated design tool and doing your pie chart, do a big circle um, or a graph or whatever, and, and, and the wedges of, of the pie. So really listing in bullet points how you're spreading out your time and energy management. Are you talking area. about doing your, her- your headings of, you know, family, friends, friends, career, career spirituality, love, love fitness, yes. yep. and, and any others that, that need to be on that pie chart for you and really give yourself a good inventory of what you are doing. I mean, we all know that you have to spend quite a lot of hours per week usually on your work and there will be less hours for, for other areas, but 
you you just don't want anything to be really unhealthily skewed. And I think sometimes getting a picture in black and white in, in that regard, it can really just spell it out to you where you are allowing the tail to wag the dog too much in some areas of your life. Is it, I do this exercise a lot with clients because I'll have a lot of clients, particularly post-separation, they will get very busy with work and their pie uh, chart will look like at least 45% will be work. Yeah, and what like, happens when something goes wrong with work is that they are then – incapable of surviving and living happily because right. it's too much is invested in one area. But you can also put the, your um, priorities within each of those areas. Yeah. So, you know, make sure with your fitness you're only doing what's urgent and important. As opposed to? As opposed to not urgent, not important. Give some examples. Oh, not fitness, not for me. <laughs> That's the work in progress <laughs> with me, as you speaking, know. Dr. Jane. Well, let's say social. Social, and and I would like to answer that question on fitness in the coming uh, podcast as I learn to get into my body more. Okay, but let's say social. So um, urgent and important versus not urgent, not important. Urgent and important would be this friend's really important to me. I actually haven't seen them for a while. Each time I think of them, you know, it actually makes me feel a bit sad or maybe a bit anxious and I really want to catch up with them. That's urgent and important. Right. Versus oh, who should I ring? I'm a bit bored. What should, you know, that's not urgent, not important. <laughs> right. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So I just feel that if we can use the four squares thing within the pie graph, yeah. you're going to really master a beautiful, balanced life that doesn't have the tail being wagged. Oh, love it. I hope that you've all gotten something from this podcast today. Of course, we're for free every week on thewellnesscouch.com, our half-hour show. You'll find us on iTunes as well. If you want to hit us up with a story, with an anecdote, with loving feedback or a question or something that you'd love us to cover, you can visit our Facebook page. Yes, it's facebook.com forward slash show, one word. And uh, you also wanted to mention... I was going to say, just so people know, we have janedonovan.com.au and rebeccadetman.com. So if you ever want to come to either of us individually in your own private time and have a session, whether that be coaching, intuitive counselling, psychic reading, whatever you feel the need for in your life right now, Jane and I would love to help you one-on-one with your particular situation tailored just to your own circumstances. I consciously choose how I spend my time. Spend your time wisely this week and go forth with love. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening. And it's a beautiful day.